0: Welcome to the Spectator PM Podcast. I'm your host, Aubrey Gulick, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ellie Gardy, a reporter at the American Spectator. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about Nikki Haley's latest faux pas. Back in December, she made a comment that kind of made the media a little bit mad about the relationship of slavery to the Civil War. Or rather, she just forgot to mention that slavery was involved in the Civil War. And it it kind of blew up all over the media. And this past week, on an interview with a popular hip hop show called the breakfast club. Um, she kind of made a similar mistake. She made the argument that states apparently have the right to secede from the union. And she made that statement, you know, given the whole Texas situation right now, where Texas is trying to protect its own border after the federal government, um, has failed to step in and help them out. And Essentially, she just, you know, she made the argument like this is constitutional, which of course it isn't. So Ellie, could you tell us a little bit more about this story?
1: Yeah, so it's very interesting that she's arguing that constitution says states can secede. That's not at all the legal consensus. The Supreme Court ruled in 1869 that it is illegal for states to secede, and I don't think we want any states to secede. So it's interesting that she is making this claim and she's basing it on a state's rights claim. She's saying, you know, I think states have the right to make the decisions that their people want to make. And she said, if Texas wants to do that, they can do that.
0: Right, right. And that case in 1869, the Texas v. White case, was, you know, it was ruled in the context of the Civil War. The Civil War, American Civil War ended in 1865, where, you know, a bunch of Southern states had decided to secede from the Union over slavery and economic issues. And then they ended up, you know, we fought an entire war to essentially prove that, you know, states can't secede from the Union and we kind of have to, you know, we all have to agree on basic moral issues. And the fact that, like, you know, we would go back on that like that that's kind of a recipe for another civil war which i know is kind of like the existential argument on you know in some corners of the the internet but like could you imagine if texas actually decided they wanted to secede from the union over the border crisis like it's frankly unnecessary but also like it would cause such a massive issue so <laughs>
1: it's concerning from a presidential candidate that she just she wouldn't use the power of the federal government to keep the union together. And so Charlemagne, the god, the host of the Breakfast Club, asked Nikki Haley, would you use force against Texans if they try to secede? And she said, No, we don't ever use force against our own Americans. And and then Charlemagne clarified, I don't mean military or anything like that. And she just said, Well, Texas isn't gonna secede. So, you know, you'd hope that the uh, chief executive would want to keep the country together and use all means necessary to do so as Abraham Lincoln did.
0: Right, right. And like she's she's right in the fact that Texas will likely not secede from the union. Um although it it wouldn't this isn't the first time they've talked about it. Back in 2022, they were kind of, you know, throwing it out there in somewhat of a joking manner. Um but you know that's you know <laughs> neither here nor there i think what what's interesting about this comment is it it kind of demonstrates something that like the nikki haley campaign has been guilty of for a while and that's like its inability like t- to i don't know to to put out reasonable um statements that like people can actually get behind and she ends. She ends up having hot takes and making you know media hits for stupid things she says, rather than for you know policy policy things that make her different from the other candidates. Um, something else she said in that interview that really kind of stuck out to me is that she apparently sees herself as like the other option to Kamala Harris, right? So I think at one point she said like it's either going to be Kamala Harris or it's going to be. And it should send a chill up everyone's spine thinking about the fact that it would be Kamala Harris. I mean, the fact is Nikki Haley is very unlikely to win the nomination. I think RCP has her betting average at like seven, which is higher than, you know, Scott McKay had earlier than, you know, last week on the podcast. I think he put it at like 1%. He's like, I'm not even sure why I'm doing that. But like, it's just one of those things where like she's so unlikely to win a nomination and, you know, statements like that don't help and also like it's it's totally not between her and kamala harris
1: yeah i guess she has a point in that biden is so old and completely out of it that she's arguing biden is not going to make it through a second term he's going to medically not be capable and you know to try to tell people oh look do you really want kamala harris who has been doing so poorly and people have such a low opinion of Being president of the United States, you know, and so it's a fair way to get people to think about, uh oh, I don't want Kamala and to try to see like two women and compare Nikki Haley versus Kamala Harris. So it's an interesting dichotomy that she's drawing, but I think it's a little bit outside of what people are thinking right now, which is Trump versus Biden.
0: Right well, and even like if you were to say like, okay, so Biden Biden doesn't make it the next four years, and Kamala Harris comes in and now we've got a Trump v Kamala Harris race, and we all know how that's gonna go. like <laughs> if Biden is unpopular, Kamala Harris is infinitely more so, <laughs> and maybe maybe not the best campaign argument to make. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us today on the Spectator PM podcast, and we hope you'll check back in next week.